I'm so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, where it's about your empowerment with knowledge so that you can save more and spend less and don't let anyone ever rip you off. Coming up in today's Clark Rageous Moment, this is the third summer in a row that I've had to talk about kids getting in trouble with the law for opening a lemonade stand. I'm going to tell you who's doing something about it. It's in their self-interest, but, well, I'm glad they're doing it. And later yet, I want to talk about a new way for you to provide for power outages in your home where you keep the lights on and it actually works for your wallet the rest of the year when there's not even an outage. It's coming your way later. I want to talk right now about something there's so much buzz about in the financial world, and that is non-traditional players offering a better deal to people than the lumbering giant banks. Acorns, which is something people have asked me about for years, has launched something that is all in one card and one account, is an investment account, basically works like a checking account, a savings account, the whole thing all in one. It allows you to invest small amounts of money. It allows you to have any of a number of services like you're used to with a bank account. And the Acorns card is something that there's so much demand for that they ran out of the cards they anticipated handing out over the next year all in just days. So it is the Acorns checking account that comes with a debit card. You know I'm not historically a fan of debit cards, but in this case, I'll have to make an exception because it is an entire ecosystem designed to encourage you to spend less than what you make and invest the rest so that you're building up money for your future. The the Acorns card account offers you the ability to do direct deposit, to pay people as you need to, and allows for unlimited free withdrawals from ATMs based on a network they have available to you. And so Acorns is doing something that the banks are not interested in. The banks are only interested in people with big bucks. But Acorns is moving into the part of the marketplace for banking, saving, and investment where they actually do want to serve and believe they can make money serving people who don't have or don't make big bucks. I mean, think about any business that starts by helping you invest your pennies is obviously one not looking for people with huge amounts of money like producers Kim and Joel. They're looking for people who are trying to learn to live on not a lot of money 
and still be able to build up a significant amount of money over time. The website you should look at is acorns, A-C-O-R-N-S, dot com. Andrea is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, how are you doing? Hi, I'm doing well, Clark. Hoping that you can help settle a newlywed discussion. Um, we are planning on combining our financial accounts. Um, he currently, uh, my husband, Brett, currently banks with what I would consider a mega bank. Um, and I currently bank locally, as per your suggestion. Um, and I was trying to find reasons to back up why why we shouldn't be doing um, an account in what you would call a monster megabank. And I couldn't find any online articles um, saying, saying why and what specific companies to avoid. So if you could comment on sure. that, that would help out a lot. All right. So when I use the expression giant monster megabank. Yeah. This is something that grew out of the financial scandals last decade is when the federal government was trying to uh, get the financial system functioning again. Mm-hmm. They gave all the people at the big banks a pass. Nobody went to jail for all the crimes they committed. And they specifically set up four big banks to make them giant banks with backing from the U.S. taxpayer. And so those four lumbering banks are Bank of America, Chase, Citibank, and Wells Fargo. Okay. And so what the government did is now half of all banking in the country is with these four. And they are so rolling in money that they don't offer the deals or the service that you would expect from a small local bank and so i'm a very big believer in what you're doing versus what your husband's thinking about and so that's why i'm such a fan of credit unions small local banks online banks where you are dealing with somebody who in the case of credit unions you're an owner and so they're taking care of their owners with an online bank or a small bank, they are there to serve you, they're hungry, they want your business. And so when from the ground up, something is so large and knows that no matter what it does, no matter what crimes it commits, no matter what happens, the federal taxpayers are going to have to bail them out. I mean, how much how much desire or emphasis is there on serving people? Mm. So uh, for me, it's about the fact that if you think about people you do business with every day you want to do business with people who are uh, interested in earning your business keeping your business doing a good job for you either in price or service or value or whatever it is in the banking world it is my belief that if you look at it as a stark kind of picture like i just drew that the smaller a financial institution is that you do business with, or the smarter they're operated, the more likely you're going to get better deals and better service. And what kind of deals and services? Can you give me an example? Yeah, all right. So an example right now is like with the online banks. They pay as much as about 2.1% on your idle cash. 
the big banks pay less than one-tenth of one percent on your idle cash. The online banks, credit unions overwhelmingly, small banks in huge numbers do free checking. The big banks Mm -hmm. come up with every possible way to charge you for checking. So they don't pay you anything any good on your savings. The money you put on deposit in a checking account, they come up with fee after fee for you. And so you just essentially get a raw deal. Okay. So it, it it's about the fact that uh, you you now can do so much with your phone. It's really pretty easy to do all your quote unquote banking with an app or with an online bank and avoid all the fees and get a better deal. Or if you like more traditional kind of service, going to a credit union where you own the place. So there's no incentive to rip anybody off because you're the owner. I mean, that's where my philosophy comes from. And that's why I'm so fierce about this. And also, I do have a bias built in. I really, really resent that we bailed out the giant monster mega banks as national policy, made them bigger, made them immune above the law for people paying for their crimes, and on the, the add icing to the cake or salt to the wound, they get bailed out by the taxpayers where others don't, and that's wrong, wrong, and wrong. Kathleen is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Kathleen. Hey, Clark. How are you? Great. Thank you, Kathleen. You're going to buy your first home. Yes. I was pre-approved for a amount, and I'm having trouble finding a house at the amount that I was approved for. So you have any suggestions? This is a problem for first-time home buyers <laughs> all over the country right now is that home prices at the entry level have moved up to a point that it's really hard to find something that fits within your budget. And I don't recommend Mm -hmm. that you go outside your budget and find another lender that will approve you for more money or anything like that, because what I'd worry about is that you'd be spending so much of your monthly income on mortgage that you just wouldn't be able to breathe financially in your life so are you looking at new homes or used homes both both Mm -hmm. because you get far far more for your money buying a used home Mm -hmm. well i've been looking at used homes and what they price at right now they're not worth (laughs) and and that may be true and This is really weird to say. I just talked about this a few weeks ago on the air. It may make more sense in a lot of places in the country right now to rent instead of looking to buy because rents versus income are actually getting more favorable. But buying a home right now is, in a lot of places, just so pricey that these things go in cycles. And homes will become more affordable versus income. But right now, they're just not. So instead of putting yourself in a position where you might make things really, really hard for your wallet, 
Mm-hmm. I would rather you if you, be patient, keep renting, keep looking mm-hmm. at homes, okay. and when you find something that's like, wow, this one really works for me, this fits okay. in my budget and all that, then it's the right time to buy a home. But okay. until that happens, uh, you know, the market's telling you you need to rent. Yeah. Well, we're renting now, and that's what I've been doing. I, I keep, I'm, I keep looking, and down here, it's when you see something in your budget, if you don't jump on it right away, it's gone. Right, and and that's the experience people are saying around the country. You know, I have a relative who put a home for sale that sold within minutes. Uh-huh. Of when it went on the market and it just is that kind of situation in a lot of places right now that the market is that strong but again these things go in cycles i mean think about just a few years ago people couldn't give away their homes uh-uh. i know so so uh-huh. just um look at patience as a virtue okay. don't give up on buying a home but give it some time Till the conditions are right in your wallet and in the market to buy and in the meantime it likely makes sense to rent and I have that data by the way at Clark.com if you want to see that list of which major metro areas it makes more sense to rent right now and which ones the numbers say it makes more sense to buy you can see this information there was a study done by professors at florida atlantic university and florida international university testing pricing around the country and it's really helpful to know on housing is it a red light time to buy a green light time or more like a yellow caution light i believe so much how important it is to teach kids the spirit of entrepreneurship and giving it seems that a lot of adults though want to give kids a different lesson trying to show initiative you're going to get punished it's the topic of today's clark rageous moment scams ripoffs outrages it's a clark rageous moment all right this is freaky this is the third summer in a row that i'm covering this topic kids getting busted for selling lemonade. So you may have heard some of these things in news reports, but the state of Maryland is now fining kids $500 if they're found having the temerity of selling lemonade from their driveway. And there were two kids in Texas that were shut down and got a government fine for selling lemonade. They were trying to raise money for the recent Father's Day holiday to buy something for their dad. But this one is the one that has gotten so much buzz. Two Colorado kids were selling lemonade to raise money for a charity they really believed in, and they had the heavy hand of the law come down on them. You know, Rules are rules, right? And laws are there for a reason. Requiring permits and all the rest, I get that. But to squash 
the enthusiasm or crush the enthusiasm of a child is so much worse and so wrong. You know, kids are not putting any convenience store or retailer out of business by selling lemonade or whatever it is they're selling. And this is just flat out mean-spiritedness by local governments around the country. Now, I got to tip my hand, and what a brilliant PR move by the ad agency or PR agency for Country Time Lemonade. They are now offering to kids that get busted legal aid. They're actually hiring them a lawyer to fight back against this craziness from local governments. I'm so glad you're with us here on the Clark Howard Show, which is all about you and that wallet of yours. Hope you learn ideas from me so you can keep more of what you make. There are certain times in history where technology hits an inflection point. And we are there right now with something that is changing how we heat and cool and put the lights on at our homes. And it's because... Technology in three areas has advanced so far that it's changing the way power gets to your home and the way power is used in your home. So I want you to think about something that's crazy. The cost of producing wind, and in many parts of the world as well as in this country, solar has reached a point that it's cheaper than any other way of supplying power. And the price advantage is getting larger and larger for wind and solar because of a third development, and that is batteries that have become so affordable that they can be used to store power that's generated in excess. Like, a lot of times when the sun is at its brightest... There's not as much need for electricity right then. And so with batteries, that power can be stored. And those installations are happening all over the world and also in certain places in the United States. They're starting to get with the program. In your own home, as more and more homeowners install solar at their homes on their roofs or share solar with neighbors in a neighborhood solar farm, or however it's done, battery backup is coming into play for a double benefit. So the batteries can store power when solar is generating more than your home needs, and then at night keep the power on in your house without ever turning to the traditional power company. And then the really cool thing is when there's a power outage, from a storm or whatever, your home keeps on humming because of the batteries that you're using to back things up at your home. The batteries work perfectly in sync with the solar you have on your roof, just like the batteries are working for utilities that are doing what they call utility scale wind and solar. The reason this is so great is it eliminates any dependence on suppliers that may or not may not be there 
for things like coal, natural gas, nuclear, whatever it is, the change occurring because of these three things is massive. Plus, it generates much cheaper power. And the trend in the power industry is all about creating more energy from wind and solar and then the batteries coming into the mix, that's what was the tipping point. So at my home, I've had solar for years, and I put it in, truth be told, before the numbers were as compelling as they are now. But now, even without any gimmies from any government, any subsidies, any tax credits, the cheapest way to produce energy in most of the United States today is from wind turbines and solar. And that's nothing but good news for your and my wallet because it means your power bills go down, down, down. If you're someone who has a, a cabin that's remote or something like that, or you want to do something like have a, a remote location that you go to to get away from it all, you now no longer need to be connected to the grid. You can have your own hookup with solar or potentially with your own small wind turbine, match that with batteries, and you don't need any power company ever again. Danny's with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, Danny. Hey, how you doing? Great. Thank you, Danny. You're looking at buying a used car. Good for you. Well, no, I have a car or a, a truck, and I'm looking to possibly, you know, uh, get a new one. But I'm not sure if I should pay the balance off or if I should trade it in. So you have one you've been in how long? For the last three years. All right. And did you get it new or did you get it used three years ago? I got it used. Okay. Is it misbehaving or are you bored with it? I'm bored with it. Okay. So I, I am so glad you told me that straight out because the truth is vehicles last so long now that usually we tire of them before they're tired. So how far are you from having this vehicle paid off? I, I, I Actually, I could pay it off tomorrow. Okay. So if you paid it off, could you learn to like it a little more because then you're driving with no payment? Or do you yeah, really need to be want, done with I it? Want, I want a new one. Okay. All right. Well, I want you to pay off the loan before you uh, get rid of this vehicle, particularly if you're going to do a trade-in, because there have been these terrible issues people have had where they trade in a vehicle that still has a, a loan balance on it, and the dealer they traded into doesn't pay off the loan, and it ruins your credit for years. So you definitely want to pay off that loan before you get a next vehicle. Are you? Is your next one going to be a brand new vehicle, or is it going to be just a newer used vehicle? New used. Okay. 
And how old are you thinking? How many years old? Well, here's the thing. Uh, it was a 2012 vehicle, and I'm looking for something newer. So but, are you willing to look at like a 2015? Yes. Because 2015 model year vehicles seem to be, for most vehicles in the marketplace, seem to be a deal right now. And that's where I'd really be looking right now. Okay. And do you have one particular model you're interested in, or there are several you'll consider? No, I, I have a, uh, a, I have a Ford. But it basically it's got the uh, two-door, which I'm not happy about. I would like the crew cab. Yeah, the crew cabs are intensely popular right now. Right. I mean, people just love having the four-door pickup trucks. And if you remember when the crew cab idea first came about, the back seat was teensy tiny and you only put people back there for just a little while or little kids or people you didn't like put in that back seat. And right. now, I mean, the, the, the full crew cabs, the back seat is a really comfortable and roomy back seat. So, you know, looking at a 2015 is going to be a good idea. And, you know, the pickup trucks have been in more demand than uh, passenger cars, a lot of SUVs. So you might not get the kind of deal on it you would if it was another kind of vehicle you were interested in. But looking at the 2015s would be great. And at Clark.com, I have step-by-step how you should go about shopping for that vehicle and the things you should do to make sure that 2015 is one that's going to be reliable for you. Gene Lynn is with us on the Clark Howard Show. Hi, how are you doing? Good, Clark. How are you? Great, thank you. So uh, you have a question for me about Sprint. I do, I do. I heard you say on the radio um, recently that they have a plan for $15 a month. I forget the specifics on it. But my, we have a family plan. I've been with them for over 10 years, and I feel like, when can I ever get out from under it? Because my uh, it's a huge payment, unlimited data. Ah, I just don't know how to get it. What are you paying? <laughs> how many people are on your family plan, and what are you paying per month? There's five of us, and I don't want to tell you you're going to be mad. No, I won't be mad at all. I'll be happy because I'll be able to come up with ways to save you money. Okay. It's um, about 380 $380 for five people. All right. So yes. I can take that down to a fraction of it. How many of the five people really need unlimited data? Do they all need that? Um, Probably not. I'm a real estate agent, so I need it. I have the main line. Um, my husband certainly doesn't. He wouldn't have a phone at all. And um, one of my kids, she probably doesn't either. Maybe the other two. So... Three out of five, probably. Anybody in your family serve or has served in the past in the U.S. military? No. Wrong answer. I needed you to <laughs> say you had somebody who was military service. 
No, sorry. All right, we, anybody we do belong to a credit union, so uh, we get a discount for that. All right, anybody so. in your crew, fifty-five or over? We both will. My husband and I, this at the end of the year, we'll both be fifty-five and over. All right. So you finally gave me something I could work with. Thank <laughs> you. All right. So here's the deal. Uh, both T-Mobile and Sprint are offering a deal right now that if somebody's 55 or over, they can have a companion with them on the plan who's under 55, and the total cost per month, including unlimited data, is 70 bucks. Oh, my gosh. So 35 a person. Okay. So that could be a tremendous savings opportunity for you, particularly since you could put four of you on that and the fifth maybe not. Now, the other thing you could do, at least for now, is um, with T-Mobile or Sprint, you could put four people on a plan with a total for four of 160 a month. And that would be unlimited everything. Okay. And, and th- did then, you say that's with T-Mobile? Yeah, but I got one better for four people with unlimited okay. everything. T-Mobile has a discount brand that's there. It's the same thing, Metro PCS. And they're offering yep. a deal right now, four lines, unlimited everything, 100 a month. Would I have to pay termination fees, I'm assuming, because I'm on N- flex leases with the current with Sprint? Or so um, potentially... Potentially, yes, you would have to uh, buy out the phones or whatever the terms of the leases would be. But if you go from 100, and we'll talk about the fifth person in a second, you go from yeah. 100 a month down to, uh, I mean, from 380 a month down to 100 a month, you can pay a lot of termination fees and be ahead right. of the game in a hurry, and then you right. could sell off those phones. A lot of times with the leases... You just have to turn the phone back in. Okay. So I guess that would be my first step is what do I have to do to terminate these these leases? These right, right, right. But there are okay. so what I'm trying to get to you is there's so many ways to do this. And at Clark.com, I have a guide up to the minute of all the deals available from companies you know, companies you haven't heard of on cell phone service, and you'll be able to save huge money every year i mean you should be able to get this down where you're saving a few thousand dollars a year i need that i have a child going to college in two months well, we're going to get that done for you right away so go look at clark.com look at the cell phone guide and i expect to hear from you that you can't believe how much additional money you now have in your pocket this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance Hey, listeners, whether you love true crime or comedies, celebrity interviews, news, or even motivational speakers, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue, right? And guess what? Now you can call the shots on your auto insurance, too. Enter the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. The Name Your Price tool puts you in charge of your auto insurance by working just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance. Then they'll show you a variety of coverages that fit within your budget giving you options. Now, that's something you'll want to press play on. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to choose the best option for you, fast. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive Insurance. 
Quote today at Progressive.com to try the Name Your Price tool for yourself and join over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. It's time for Ask Clark. That's where you post a question for me at Clark.com. And producer Joel asks it. All right, Clark. Paul wrote in and he said, how do I get a debt collector to stop calling me? The debt is not for me. It's my brothers and I have nothing to do with it. They call me, my wife, my mother-in-law and our parents every day. My brother is refusing to pay it and they keep calling us. What do we do? So what I don't know from your post is if your brother lives at the address where the phone number is that they're calling or if they're calling everybody's phones individually. What you do want to do, because the law is not protective of you in a weird sort of way. Wait till you hear this. So if I'm the person who owes money and a debt collector calls me, I have the legal right to tell them, and I have to do in writing, that they're not allowed to contact me anymore. When you're the person who doesn't owe the debt, there is no explicit right because it never occurred to the writers of the Fair Debt Collection Practices Act in Congress that collectors would harass people who weren't actually the ones who owed a debt. So what you do is you record the phone calls from the collector and you saying, as I've told you before, never call me again. I'm not the person who owes the debt. If you continue to call me, I will sue you for harassment. And then what's really cool is you can then go sue that collector in court typically small claims court, and they will potentially have to pay serious money for bothering you after you've told them not to. It's really fun to make a debt collector pay money instead of collect money. All right, Clark. Rich wrote in and said, I have a freeze on my credit report, and I was wondering if I need to freeze my spouse's credit also. Each person benefits from having their credit frozen and having your credit frozen and your wife's not would be like having a burglar alarm at your house that only worked in half the house. So her credit should be frozen like yours. Uh, Procrastinating, though, may pay off because starting in September, credit freezes and credit thaws are going to be free across the 50 states. So it may be advantageous to stall on it just a little bit since you haven't done it already and then put the credit freeze in place for her come September. You're listening to The Clark Howard Show. I appreciate you spending part of your day with us here on The Clark Howard Show. I want you to know that if you need consumer advice, we're here to serve you off-air for free, nine hours a day. If you go to Clark.com and go down the home screen, you'll see a section consumer help and tools click on consumer action center and you can get that free off the air advice